Welcome to the Christine Means Business Podcast. My name is Christine Hansen and I'm a business consultant helping entrepreneurs to scale their business without working more through wonderful team management, leadership and strategy. Together with fellow experts or my own, this podcast is designed to share the most actionable tips, pieces of wisdom and anecdotes that will help you to avoid any mistakes that will cost you time or money to grow your business. It is my absolute joy to share that knowledge with you to help you for your ultimate success. You will get a new episode every two weeks and there's loads of free materials on my website christinemeansbusiness.com. So go ahead and check that out and I'm looking forward to hear your feedback and please don't forget to give us a couple of stars if you enjoy what you've been hearing on your podcasting platforms. And without further ado, let's start the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this brand new episode of Christine Means Business. And it is one of my favorites because I'm not on my own, but I have a formidable person from my circle of friends with me, and she is fab, fab, fab. So let me introduce you to Kathy Armillas, who was my coach when I did my TEDx talk in December 2019. And it's, it's a typical Christine story, I would probably say. And so here's the whole spiel that happened before it. Basically, I had invested a huge amount into an opportunity to get on stage with other speakers to be introduced to you know, um, people who hire speakers for events and specifically also to get a TEDx event. But what happened was that they couldn't guarantee that the right agents or scouts would be there. And as it happened, nothing came of it. So me being myself and a little bit frustrated and impatient, I just went to the TEDx site and to the TED site and I looked at all the different talks that are happening and I actually looked in my vicinity and I just emailed like, I don't know, maybe five different spaces where I saw that it would be in the next few months and where I thought the topic would happen would be a great fit. And lo and behold, the next day I had an answer where they were like, yes, you'd be a great fit. And the talk is in December. And that was early October, I believe. (laughs) So there I was. And I knew that this is big, you know, it's like everyone wants a TEDx or TED talk. It's this logo that has quite a lot of cloud. It's, it's something that, you know, being on their YouTube channel is just something really, really amazing. And I had no clue how to do that talk. You know, usually I wing my things. I, I, I manage quite well, but I knew this is going to be on the internet living forever and going to potentially be seen by tons of people. I really want to make this seriously. And I was looking for someone who could help me with that. The way that I found Kathy was actually through LinkedIn. And I remember I just Googled, I just LinkedIn searched coach TEDx talk or something like that. I don't even remember. And we got in touch yeah. and we had an, a really great relationship. Um, it was, <laughs> we talked about so many different things through different time zones. It was really early Kathy's time, really late my time. And 
it was an incredible experience for me and it was easy i want to say like there was work in it but it, it was a beautiful flow so i cannot wait to introduce you now to kathy and to have you know i'm just shamelessly going to pick her brain for you guys um because there's a lot of anxiety sometimes i feel about tedx talks or ted talks and i really want to get that out of the way because i've seen two different ways of you know having coaches who script the whole thing with you and you need to practice it, you know, word by word, the same thing. And Kathy's strategy is a little bit different and also the way how she coaches you to get to your topic and so forth. So Kathy, I've been talking enough. Welcome so much and thank you to be here. Christine, you're brilliant. I could listen to you forever. I could just sit here and listen to you. You're so uh, wonderful to listen to talk. I love how we met and you're so brilliant. I love how, I love your story about how you did all this stuff and you know, this company and this agent was supposed to put you in front of these people and you were like, ah, I'm too patient. I'll just get it myself. And you, you figured out how to do it the right way intuitively. So good for you. And then, and LinkedIn. Oh my God. I'm so glad that LinkedIn like decided that we should be friends. That's, exactly. That's LinkedIn is so this brilliant. magical tool that just, it's saving me whenever I need to. It's just, I don't use it a lot, but it's like this very godmother of social networks. I feel it's amazing. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like it's the only place right now where there's not a bunch of hatred and stuff. Like I, people can go and be really like, be awesome. Like you can be awesome on LinkedIn. So I'm still really, I'm in love with LinkedIn right now. So anyways, thanks for having me. I love to be here with you. It's awesome. Well, it's a huge honor, actually, because I checked you out later after I emailed you because I never do my research properly or I do a little bit, you know, and then I saw that you've been working with all these huge companies like Nike. You coached lots of TED Talk people. And I was like, oh, my God, she's actually a big deal. Crap. But <laughs> we got along so well and we kicked the whole thing off by you introducing me to how you coach your people. And then basically we implemented and went through it. And I found it really refreshing because you asked mm. a couple of questions or explained a couple of things that I just thought were mind changing to how you can actually approach a TED talk. Cause um, the other people that had the TED talks with me obviously didn't have a coach. <laughs> it was, they were okay, but there was a difference. So I would love for you to, for those who are listening and you have this little idea of getting a talk talk. First of all, I hope that through the introduction, you now realize that it's not as difficult as you think it might be. You don't have to spend a gazillion of dollars for an agent to find you a TED talk or TEDx talk. There's a difference and we might just want to explain that very quickly. Um, and then when we have someone who's like, okay, I really have something to share before you think you have the amazing idea, there was a huge <laughs> process step. It's just one step, but it's, it's, it was huge for me because you made it very clear what TED, T-E-D stands for and what the different questions are that you have to ask yourself. So I'd love to go through those very quickly so that people who have this idea, who, are might, who might now have the courage to actually go for it, can actually already maybe start if that's okay with you. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. God, your journey, it should, somehow it's inspiring and somehow it should be a warning to others, right? (laughs) Yeah. I'm very blunt this way, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love that about you, Christine. You're such a tenacious person. And, you know, (laughs) anybody who's in your circle of friends knows that, you know, that that's a beautiful thing. And I, I think for your audience, if they're, they're like, I think, I truly believe this, um, like with all my heart and it's, and it's really hard sometimes because lots of people come to me and they're like, oh, I have this really good idea for a TED talk. And then they tell me, and I was, I'm like, mm, you're really far away. Like, yeah, you're, you're not there yet. But I believe that everybody does have a TED talk within them. I just think that sometimes people are so caught up in like, oh, I have to give a TED talk or I want to give a TEDx talk. And I, they, they, they get so overwhelmed with that thought that they don't really stop and really think like, what is TED all about? Well, TED's yeah. about spreading ideas. So you have to have a good idea that you're sharing. And you know, you and I did a lot of work on that. You could even be living, breathing, doing your ideas for, you know, you're doing your idea that you're gonna talk about for 30 years, but it's so close to you that you don't really like, you don't really know how that idea can blossom in the minds of other people. So, you know, when you and I first start working together, I just, I always do this thing I call like the uniqueify process. I blank slate everything. I'm like, we're blank slating everything you know about your topic. And we're going to start from zero. And uh, first thing you need to ask yourself is, if I was giving a talk on this topic, what would everybody expect me to say? Whatever those things are, write those out and don't say those things. Exactly. (laughs) Which is like, uh. (laughs) So that's, I mean, and that seems so simplistic of of like, you know, um, it should be a unique way. It should be, it doesn't have to be a unique idea in what is being done or thought of, but it should be unique the way you present it. There shouldn't be anybody in the world that has your exact experience. And so why do other, why does everybody try to copy the way other people do it? Doesn't make any sense to me. Find your uniqueness and your unique spin on that angle. Some people get to an idea through tragedy. Like no, but nobody else has suffered that same exact tragedy in the same way you did. And you found an idea in that way. Um, that's a gift to the world. If you can, if you can find, if you can pull out of the depth of that, the idea and bring it to life. So yeah, I think it's first just starting with the idea. Now you wanted to talk about the difference between Ted and TEDx. I, Christine, you probably know that full well now, but but um, everybody just thinks Ted, and of course, Ted uh, started over 30 years ago now, uh, started back in 1984 with a dream of a guy who started at Richard Saul Warman. He was like, I just want to bring people together in these three industries, technology, entertainment, and design. I think it'd be really cool to hear people speaking in that space. And of course, here we are 30 plus years later, and it's turned into something so much more. But the, the TEDx's are beautiful because the TEDx came onto the scene in, in 2009, and it became this kind of more localized, like we like we have a TEDx Portland, yet you did a TEDx at, at a university. There's TEDx's everywhere um, that are looking to do a little bit more, like let's talk about ideas that might be a little bit more local to us. Sometimes they're not, sometimes the idea is still very global, but it's still a cool experience because prior to 2020, we used to get together in rooms and <laughs> do them live. And it, and it's such a cool experience if, if you've never been to a TED event to sit a whole day and just listen to ideas. So yeah. Yeah, I love that. I mean, you have to take your time 
be open-minded and it's exactly what you say you sit down and you listen to ideas that are not as you said necessarily new but they have a spin on it that is just you know if you have your brain it's just like a shovel creating a little bit more space with something that you'd never thought of you know and it's just yeah. that's what i love about it i mean sometimes they can be mind-blowing to you it can shift your whole paradigm and sometimes it's just a little practical idea and i love them because they have helped me a lot in personal development but they've also helped me in business of course everyone is referring to simon sinek's what is your big why it's like one of the biggest yeah, yeah, yeah. but it has helped me actually to win a competition in entrepreneurship because i built my presentation based on that um, that's awesome also, by the way <laughs> yeah yeah that was my very first year in business i don't have that business anymore but i still won an award for it <laughs> um, that's amazing yeah no it was really helpful and then through that obviously when i was in the world of sleep you have a lot of TEDxs and ted talks on sleep and it's beautiful because it brings one of the challenges of such a talk is that it has to be able to be understood by everyone. So you don't necessarily dumb it down, but you just have a language that's understandable, which is such a big challenge as well. And it's beautiful because anything you are interested in, you will find a topic on it, on the TED platform, but that might have a spin to it that you've never considered before. So I Or really you might... You might find an, a topic that you didn't think you had any interest in. Exactly. And, <laughs> and you watch it and you're like, <laughs> whoa, you told me like there was this fact about a dentist, you know, and there was mm -hmm. this one little fact. I don't remember what it was, but I still, you know, that's like, oh, it was the brushing the teeth. I was coaching a lady who was a dentist and she, she was, uh, she was from France and she went all around the world and she was teaching people about you know, dental hygiene. And she said, you know, the two minute, the two minute thing's actually a myth. People spend a lot of time brushing their actual teeth, but you should spend more time brushing your tongue and, and the roof of your mouth. And, and people don't do that a lot. And, and, but everybody's got this like myth of like two minutes on the teeth, two minutes, two minutes. And so she was talking about more the holistic. And so see, that's a great idea. Cause you're, you're, you're breaking the mold of what you thought. You just thought you had to put a toothbrush in your mouth for two minutes. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah. And that is something that stuck in my head when we work together and what I want everyone to consider breaking that mold. Like if you have something new to add, or if you can break or, you know, have a myth buster or give people permission to do something that yeah. traditionally is a taboo or just not well seen, that is potential for, you know, a talk. Well, in your talk too, Christine, it's really, it's brilliant. I love spending time with you. I love, you cared about your topics so much. And sometimes people can fall into one or two categories. They can be really kind of cocky about their idea. And like, I live this all the time. And it's like, well, you still have to bridge the gap for people that don't think about sleep 24 seven, you know? <laughs> Cause you know, everybody seems that when you're an expert in something and you do something all the time, you get really geeky about it. And you think about it more than anybody else does. And that's cool, but it also makes a blinder for you in that you have the corruption of your knowledge, your own knowledge. And so you don't understand that, that 90% of what you know, people don't ever even think about. Exactly. <laughs> so, so it was a challenge with you. I remember of just trying to, I was like, Oh my God, you're telling me so many great things that I had no idea about sleep. Like, how do we hone in on the one thing as opposed to like 
throwing up all your knowledge. And that's, I think that's the most unprepared person is a person that believes that they're trying to give so much information and they're giving you too much and they don't have that idea. At the end of the day, when you're done with a TED talk, so you should change the way somebody thinks, acts, or feels. Like, you know, what, what are, are they going to think different? Are they going to act different? They don't always have to act different, but you might just make them feel different about it. Mm -hmm. So I, I think you did a really good job of, and you worked really hard, which is awesome. You're like the perfect, you're like the perfect student, if you will, because, you know, sometimes people think if I just check the box of hiring a coach, I'm done. I'm going to have this beautiful talk. The coach doesn't do your talk, no. <laughs> as you know. <laughs> and I'm the biggest procrastinator on earth. And I know that, you know, traditionally, and you started one of your lessons with how many days, how many times you should practice. And I was like, okay, I need six months. And I have like one. <laughs> one yeah, 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 yeah. I but know. It, I mean, <laughs> that's just me because that's the way I work in a way. But for all of the people, you know, who need that preparation time, just take your time, just a little word of advice. But it's very, very true. You, I think if you get a coach, it's, I think, honestly, personally, I think it's a terrible idea not to get someone to totally, totally agree <laughs> i mean i even no i not even like i'm not even like don't even like hire me like no. hire somebody like when i was doing my ted talk there's no way in hell i was gonna do it without a coach i had <laughs> i had multiple coaches <laughs> exactly please 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 do get help by someone please. who's done this before and who is good at what they do yeah. but in the end it's um it's a tough process. It's not a tough, but it's an intense process because you do need to question yourself. You do need to, as you say, blank slate yourself. And it's, it's, you, you say so many poignant things that make you really reconsider the whole topic that you are talking about. And then you just have to do it. And obviously you do have to practice. I love public speaking. It's something that I intuitively usually do well, even though I'm still dying each time I have to do it. And then five minutes before I'm like, why? Did I agree to this? Um, five minutes after, you're like, oh my God, this feels great. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm in a comatose state. But it's, you know, that works for me. But you still have to take on board what you're being told. And you still need to have that time of preparation to make it your own, to make it a part of yourself. If you don't stay in touch, if you don't do the homework, it's not going to work. I mean, we had a short intense I would say coaching period together but that is what yep. works well for me you know but in general yeah. I would probably not suggest that <laughs> well again I think you worked really hard Christine I would have been really really nervous and I told you this when we first met like I, my typical runway is minimum of three months <laughs> and people that sometimes scares people because you know I've worked with people nine months I've worked with people longer than a year, um, but it doesn't mean that we're working every day. I just think that sometimes you have to reflect and have some space and time. I mean, we talked about a lot of things. I remember when we first chatted, I was like, oh my God, there's like 20 TED Talks in here. Like, <laughs> it's going to be hard to like, we got to really narrow down first. But when you give yourself that space to to think on a point and then, and then you build up a little bit and then you go, Hmm, that's good, but it's not the right direction. You just give yourself that time to let it grow. Yeah. And 
you you did all the things that you needed to do, but boy, I would not recommend that for many people because it, it does take a lot of discipline to to do it. And you stayed up really late many nights and doing recordings and think crazy things I'm telling you to do because I do things different than everybody. Like I definitely don't believe in in memorizing a script. I think that's horrible. No. I, I mean, I'll go on record to say I think that's the worst idea ever. Like ever. If you if you're, if anybody's listening and there's anything that they take from what I'm saying, I don't care what talk you're ever doing. Like, please don't ever do it because you've memorized it. Like, oof. I love I that advice because I did the two, you know, the talk that I gave before in April was entirely memorized and it still worked, but it stressed me out five gazillion times more. The only thing that stressed me out during the TED talk was, or the TEDx talk was that some, I thought I skipped a huge part when I didn't because I mm -hmm. didn't have the outline. Like, I don't know, when I learned it by heart, I was, I remember my mouth moving, the words coming out and me thinking, huh, you actually know this by heart. At the same time <laughs> yeah. as I was speaking my things. Whereas when I did it, I knew some things by heart, but most of it, it was just because I knew what I was going to say. It was more connecting. It was literally more of a yeah. To explain. Well, I always, I don't know if you remember me saying this, but I always say you should internalize your talk, not memorize it. Yes. When you internalize it, even if, I mean, and it's weird, I, this is a weird thing to say, and I know it's harder in this space, but when you're in a room full of people, it's funny how if you know you're starting here and you're ending here, you could go this way one time, you could go this way. The room gives you, the, the audience gives you the answer, by the way. They, I mean, if you're able to, if you're, but if you're memorizing something, you can never connect with the audience because you literally are doing this thing where you, you'll see people look up because you know they're reading the back of their brain. They're like, they'll look up for a second and you know they're just looking for the words. But when you're in a room full of people and you've internalized it and you know it by heart, like you said, it's not that you've memorized every word, you've memorized, you've internalized the, the, the route and where you want to take them. And so sometimes different words come out of your mouth and that's okay. Like it's what they needed to hear. And exactly. so you did that, you did that beautifully. It was proof by, I t you know, at the end of your talk, you know, you and I talked about doing this technique, which is a little dicey, by the way, <laughs> anybody who watched her talk should know that this is a scary thing. And I knew she could pull it off, but to ask a room full of people to do any, anything in a Ted talk, uh, it's not the typical format, but you pulled it off. And I think one of the things that one of the big reasons that you pulled it off, Christine, was because you had the calmness to run everybody through that exercise and not rush them through it to actually, when I listened to your talk after it went live, you know, after it went live and it was on the internet, I remember I was getting ready somewhere. I'm like curling my hair, I'm getting ready. And I stopped and I did what you said. You did? Like, <laughs> I did because you were so convincing. And that takes a lot of, it takes a lot of guts. You know, you're asking everybody to get into the state and close their eyes and, and you have to really, you have to sell it. And you did, you can't just say, okay, I want everybody to close their eyes and we're going to, you know, I mean, you really sold that calm moment. So it was great. Yeah. No, I, I, I literally took a deep breath and I was just like, just do it. Like, don't think about it. Like just do it. And it was a beautiful room. I have to say it was a great crowd to, 
to do it with. And I was just like, I trust them. So hopefully they yeah. trust me. And it, it's a beautiful relationship. But yeah. But do you see how, you know how you said you trusted them? Like you wouldn't have known that had you memorized that your entire script. You wouldn't have been in tune with, there's no way you can be in tune because you're only in your head when you're memorizing something. And so you don't know for sure. Sometimes people that memorize things, don't get me wrong. If you're a total, complete actor and you've taken acting, maybe you can act your way through it. But people know that anyways, they know when they know when something's scripted because it's too perfect. And then they know that there's this big wall and you're not, you haven't broken through it. You're it, breaking through the fourth wall is, is making that connection with the audience. So, um, you know, when, when you said you trusted them by the time you got to the end, you knew it cause you felt it. Right. I mean, weren't yeah. you in that space where you, you felt the audience, you knew, yeah. You can't do that when you memorize stuff. So that, that's my word of advice to anybody. It's better, it's better to be a less perfect version of you and being live with your audience than to be a perfect version of something that was written on a piece of paper. Oh, quote that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a tweet. No, seriously, it's, that's, I think, why we connected so well to you. It's just these things are very organic. They're very honest, very much in integrity with who you are. And it's not easy, but I think it's, it's the best way to do it. So I would, yeah, totally trust you in this. I really want to do one again at some point. I want to do it live. So whenever this whole thing is over, this time on business, I'm sure like, you know, it's just, you need, obviously everyone needs to know who they want to work with, but this is definitely what I want to do again. So that was a big one. I think like that helped me to not feel as terrified of the talk, you know, because I knew, oh, thank God, I don't need to learn it by heart. Like you do in primary school or in high school. That was yeah. a big one. And the other thing was that at the end, I knew that I had an idea that would be, I don't want to say necessarily beneficial for people, but it would leave them better off in a way, you know, just like having a new perspective and a calmness and a, a positivity around it. And I think that's also something when you think about technology, entertainment design, sometimes we feel like we don't fit in. And it, it's not true. You know, you can combine oh. so many different angles yeah. to these three topics with what is your message in the end. But I think it is important that, yes, as you say, not everyone has a TED Talk straight away, even if you think you do. And unfortunately, that's also something I want to talk very quickly about. You're not being vetted on your talk. Right. So nobody had asked me, they asked me very quickly to send them an outline, but you're not, there's nobody really coaching you of the official team, usually, or of smaller TEDx's at least, that is going to go over it and say, actually, this is not right. And you might regret having used that idea because you can't do the same idea twice. Correct? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you are being vetted in a way. Well, so you're right. There's a difference. I, there's also a, everybody's running. The TEDx's are all run a little bit different. Ted has a definitely a, a brand standard, which is really strong. I mean, if you just think about the physicality of how all Ted, you know, TEDx and TED Talks are, are recorded, they are recorded with a minimum of two camera angles and somebody standing on a dot and not moving. So, I mean, that was all intentional. 
you want, they wanted the person to focus so much on the ideas that they don't want there to be theatrics or anything else. And, you know, it's crazy to think that there's children all over the world that aren't interested in anything else, but they love Ted talks. What, well, you know, so it's crazy, right? It's almost this weird voodoo magic. It thing, is. But- and that's something that I didn't know before you told me is like, yeah, you have lots of kids binging on TED Talks. Oh, binging. Like if you ask a kid, it's funny. Like if you ask a kid about like, like what's Toastmasters or like, I don't know what that is. Like, you know, and then if you ask them about TED, they're like, oh yeah, yeah. We watch TED Talks all the time in class and, and stuff. And, and it's just so much the, so you're always being vetted on your idea. Like that is like, we're told as TED organizers, you know, TED coaches, you know, A, the idea is, is, is king, it's queen, it has to be the first and foremost, it has to be something that that person has never really talked about before either. You can't get, if you would have given the same talk on a TED stage, they wouldn't have let you done it if they're doing their job, right? Like you should be talking about it in a different way. Um, so the vetting process, I mean, there's a lot in there, you know, at TEDx Portland, where I coach and, and I'm a part of, we vet very differently than other, you know, we figure out the topics that we want and we go find the amazing people doing those things. Other people allow, other TEDx events allow people to submit and then they look at their theme and go, oh yeah, that's a, you know, an idea on, on sleep would be awesome. So would this, so would this, so would this. So um, I think you did the smart thing, Christine, if you're out there, if any of your audience is out there and they want to give a Ted talk, like look at the Ted talks that are around you. Look at the TEDx events that are around you. Find, find the ones, go look at their past. I'd go look at their past videos, by the way, you should be vetting them as much as they're vetting you, by the way. Oh, Don't hell just- yes. <laughs> no, I heard nightmare I, scenarios of people turning up and there was no real equipment. They had a bath mat instead of the red dot. It was in a terrible room. With a bath mat. That is a first. <laughs> I seriously, it's like, and they were like, we're not going to do it because it's going to yeah. ruin our opportunity here, you know? So, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> oh, please do that. Well, and I just told you about the, you know, there's an event. I won't say where it happened, but. Almost half of the talks that were done that the day that they did the event, they had to throw them in the trash basically because the audio wasn't working correctly. And even the ones that they were able to salvage, it was really, really not great audio. So if you can imagine, do you want to show yourself on that kind of light later? Do you want that to be on the internet forever? Every time somebody says, I watch your Ted talk, you're cringing. You're like, Oh, sorry. It was really bad audio. And that reflects on you. So yes, to your audience, vet, vet them as much as they're vetting you, but they are vetting you. I promise you that. And you're being vetted on your idea. So have a good one, you know? No, for yeah. sure. For sure. But I think that's a good challenge to do, you know? So yeah. And even having that idea, I think it it's very poignant what you said in the beginning is that just because you think it's an amazing, unique idea really doesn't mean that it is. And I think that's yeah. the biggest challenge. And you it's impossible to because it's your blind spot. It's yeah. it's just your passion. It's your blind spot. So it's impossible for you to judge really if it's good or not. And then the other thing is you have your time constraints. So how you make it flow, there's also we use a certain strategy to make sure that it wasn't boring, obviously, on how to structure the whole thing. So maybe that's also something we can quickly touch on. Yeah. Yeah. The structure. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Well, once we find the idea out, um, as you know, Christine, you, you, you have to find the the best way to hold this idea in, in light. And, you know, sometimes if you think about, think about the whole array of movies that you've ever watched, there's, there's different ways that you present the movie, right? Sometimes there's this, crazy scene and it's the end of the movie and then they unwind and go back so sometimes that's a technique um i i love one of the things that i love as a coach is i get to work with a whole bunch of people doing a whole bunch of really cool things various you know countries i'm working with people all over the world various industries various ages everything and you know you there's no cooker cookie cutter anything right there's nothing that you can just cookie cut and say oh you have to do it exactly like this so it's really just trying to say like, is it a new, new idea? Like, is it a really new spin or a new idea that you need to first educate? You need to get them to a point before you drop the idea. Is it something they won't understand? And so you have to first lead them along the way, leave kind of breadcrumbs and then get them there. Is it something they've heard a million times? And so you have to break them. You have to say something shocking in the beginning and then spend your whole time unwinding you know, what they thought they knew about this to lead them to an ending. So it, but it's important. And I'm glad you put a, I'm glad you put a point on it because it's important the way that you, the way that you speak and the way that you flow things. And it's just like, think about, think about if you're having a conversation with your child, right? Um, it, there's two different ways. Well, there's a million different ways, but there's two <laughs> major different ways that you can say things to them, right? Either you could be like, hey, you're not going to do this because I said you're not going to do this. And that doesn't work though, right? <laughs> you can always try. I mean, you can try. You can as try. soon as they turn try. six, I will promise you they'll have a smart <laughs> answer to say, well. <laughs> exactly, right? And then there's this way where you have to be more, you have to give more, you have to add more psychology to it and you have to be smarter in the way that you do it. And so I always think of a Ted talk like that. It's like you, you have your audience and there's a whole array of thoughts and filters and what people think and believe. And you have to take the general kind of, you have to open, you said this at the beginning, but like you have to make it universal. You have to make it, you have to kind of think about everybody in your audience. Like for you, for instance, you gave a good idea. Christine, you made me think different about sleeping. And I, um, I'm some, I'm somebody who had, I've thought about sleeping a lot in the past because I used to be like a really, really late night person and I barely would get any sleep. And, and then I kind of changed my biorhythm a little bit and I, I started doing better. And, but you made me think about sleep in a different way, even though I had been thinking about it. And, but your audience isn't just sleep deprived people. It's people that maybe sleep really well and it's me, it's everybody. So you had to like find a way to make that idea work for everybody or for everybody to get something out of it. So it is important the way you lay it out. Yeah. You can't just come and be like, I have this information. I'm going to share it. Here it is. And then thank you. Like, yeah, <laughs> doesn't work. And doesn't also work. don't push it to be too exotic. Like don't think because you need to reinvent the wheel that suddenly you need to, I know you had people reciting poetry or, you know, turning things into a haiku or whatever, you know, yeah, yeah. it works. But sometimes it really doesn't. And just, because, oh. you know, it needs to be <laughs> Don't new. do it just because you can. <laughs> exactly. And that was a beautiful lesson too, where it was just like, no, this isn't working. You know, it's just like. 
Yeah, I, it's funny because in my program, I called that the cool factor. And I definitely, <laughs> it was the one thing that I put a huge point on. I was like, don't, don't do something that you think is cool because you think it's cool. It's, I, I've seen a lot of people do some really cool things and it works, but you definitely have to check yourself. You have to say, yes. is, this, is this really, really going to work? Or is this just me trying to add, be really cool? And I'm, I'm that person that all, you know, your kids are like, you're not cool, mom. Like, don't do it. <laughs> I know, you're like, but I think I'm cool. <laughs> I know. Just think. So, Dancing um, to the 90s is totally cool. I mean, what do you yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. <laughs> Yeah. Well, um, yeah, Christine, I just, I, I love that. I love that for your audience too. I love your, I love the title of your show. Christine this means business. I love that by the way. It's like straight and out there. <laughs> and, and everything is business and it's, and it's so you too, but I love what you're bringing up and you're really, I love that you're, you're ripping behind the scenes of what you did to get your Ted talk. Cause there's so many people out there that want to give them. So yeah. I love that you're, you're opening, you know, you're kind of showing behind the scenes of yeah. like what you did that failed failed, what yeah. you did that worked, how you got a coach. Um, we're talking about some of the things, you know, how you went from memorizing to non-memorizing. And I think you're giving a lot of, I think you're opening a, a lot of good um, tips and ideas for people to really consider and think about. It's well, awesome. I really hope so. You know, <laughs> that's what I'm aiming to do. And that's why I bring on people like you, you know, because I, we've worked together. I can vouch for you. All the people that I have on as guests, I usually know very well. Most of them I've hired at some point, you know, mm -hmm. because they were good experiences. So I know that I can have my audience, that I can entrust them with my audience. But I think what's also really important is that it is important to also talk about the negative experiences that we had, you know, because I'm sick and tired of only seeing great testimonials everywhere. And I'm not saying you yeah. should badmouth anyone, but just be aware of certain things, especially because we do, especially in the beginning, spend a lot of hard earned money. And I think you should just be aware of some red flags that can be there and some do's and don'ts, you know, and Christine Mint's business is about that. It's about integrity. It's about honesty. It's about efficiency and elegance, of course. Of my course. Golden <laughs> microphone. So. <laughs> oh my God, I love your microphone. It's, it's so all the bling. <laughs> wow, it's super bling. I love it. <laughs> So it's just, you know, hopefully this has helped maybe some people who were too afraid of even thinking or having imposter syndrome of even being considered for a TEDx yeah. or a TED talk. It's not as scary as you think. It can be super, super simple. But as always, I would really recommend like the word, last word of advice is to have someone work with you, someone who's experienced in this because it's different from keynotes from conference keynotes or public speaking it's not the same thing so that's just True. my advice and i hope that through this interview with kathy it's become clear that you are awesome and that it's been such a pleasure to work with you such an honor and as i said i do want to do a tedx again or ted mm. who knows good you have more topic. in you christine you yes, so and I know I'd be telling you, hey, it's in two months. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you, you could give a TED Talk just on how you run your business because I think it's beautiful. And That's you know, already I, something. We're on to something. Yeah. So stay tuned, yeah. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Why, Kathy, so if there is someone who's like, okay, I want to do this, maybe even specifically right now where things are being done online as well, 
how they can they reach out to you? How do they get in touch with you if they want to, you know, just send you an email or send you a message or just stalk you with love, of course? <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing about my name, because it's a Spanish last name and I'm American, you know, I uh, <laughs> nobody in the world is named Kathy or Mia. So if you can actually spell my name right, you'll find me everywhere. <laughs> exactly. And you'll if find my can't... website, kathyormias.com. You'll find me on LinkedIn. You'll find me on Facebook. You'll find me on Instagram. I mean, you'll find me anywhere. If you spell my name right, you'll find me. Exactly. And for those who have no clue how to spell it, it's C-A-T-H-E-Y-A-R-M-I-L-L-A-S. And you'll find the links links and everything in the show notes to click on as well. And you absolutely have my vouch for you guarantee. Um, And if you want to watch my TEDx, you will actually find it on the Sleep Like a Boss website under public speaking. So that was it for today. Thank you so, so much, Kathy. I know that you are strapped for time and your brain is just golden. So thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom with us. Uh, thanks, Christine. Thanks for having me. And see all of you guys in two weeks. Bye-bye. All right, and here is what I usually forget at the end of every episode. So first off, thank you so much for listening and taking the time to tune in. We really, really, really appreciate it. Now, don't forget that I've written a book with everything you need to know about growing and building a business online. It's called We Mean Business, the practical guide for creative entrepreneurs, coaches, and small businesses to build your brand and grow your business online. You can find it on Amazon, but also in other online bookstores and on my website. Also, please make sure that if you want to stalk me, you follow me on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube or Twitter or Pinterest or TikTok. And if there was anything in this episode that you learned, that you found entertaining, that made you giggle, then I would be over the moon if you'd left us a five-star rating. These ratings go a long way for more people to tune in and make sure that you follow the podcast as well to share the love and to have more people find it. Thank you so much and we'll see you in two weeks time for a new episode.